Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsuck for another edition of Spotlight Star Wars. We are so close. The Last Jedi is around the corner. Can you feel it? Yes, it's there. I'm excited. You should be excited. 
A lot of anticipation for the movie. And yes, the TV spots, they're running wild. The articles, the covers, the magazine covers, the exclusive pictures, the exclusive interviews, the behind-the-scenes featurettes, they're all out there. We'll be discussing it more this coming Tuesday on the main show with Joseph and Jennifer. Uh, but I can tell you I pulled off a little bit about uh, from this stuff. I've tried, and it is hard. It is literally my job at Collider Video to monitor all things Star Wars. That is literally my job. So I got to do my job, though I've recently been a little derelict in my duties. Haven't watched the last few TV spots. I uh, did not as of yet. I think I'm going to have to, but I did not yet, as of yet watch that behind-the-scenes featurette with Ray training or whatever with Daisy really training. Didn't watch that. Watched a little bit of the Kimmel stuff. See our friend Steel Saunders on Kimmel in the crowd with his your, your Snoke Theory sh- suck shirt. But I, I didn't watch much of that. I, I am I am in that bunker mode. I want to go in. I've, I know enough. It's time to go in. Um, but uh, this is a great time to be a Star Wars fan. These last three years have been just so wonderful and uh, fulfilling as a Star Wars fan. I'm glad you guys are in here to celebrate. But I saw that that hashtag going around. This week, the the uh, what you're not a Star Wars fan until, and that's disappointing. There's so many other things in the world uh, that are uh, scary or cause anxiety or cause debate with maybe someone close to you or someone you love. There's there's threats in and out of the world, and there's just you know it's just life is tough. Even when world events are calm, life is tough. You know, we all got problems. Uh, if you got troubles, I've got more troubles than you. Um, so Star Wars, I really believe, should be that bubble to crawl into, to enjoy, to celebrate, to learn from. Now, that the confusion sometimes is that we here at Force Center really want to celebrate. At Jedi Alliance, uh, when I created it with Mon Garrett, it was a celebration of the greatest saga ever told. Don't confuse that sometimes with criticisms or nitpicks or just sometimes uh, me, Joseph, or Jennifer might be a little grumpy about something going on. That's just the way it is. I've been broadcasting since the mid-90s. One thing I know, you got to be true. And I'm generally in love with most everything in Star Wars. Time can change things. Uh, my opinions can change. That's why Joseph has Star Wars counseling on here. You got a question and a grievance? Let's try and see. And Joseph never claims that he's going to change your mind. Just let's try to see if we can take a look at this from a different point of view. That's so very Star Wars, though it was Obi-Wan's way of lying. But that's a very, very Star Wars thing. And, and again, time can change. I was I was uh, having dinner with Stephen Stanton, our good friend, Admiral Radis, Governor Tarkin from the Clone Wars, Mieber Gascon, and, of course, AP5. And famously... I say famously because it's known between him and I. Um, I. I don't like that AP5. I like the character of AP5, but I don't, I don't like that moment where he sings in space. And Steven understands, but he says, look, over uh, over time, that's proven to be a pretty popular moment, as has his Mieber Gascon stuff on Clone Wars, which was also one of my least favorite things. And it's just a reminder for me. And again, over time, I look at AP5 singing in space, and it's, it's not so much of a worry for me. It's a fun Star Wars moment. And Star Wars should have fun moments, should have humor, should have romance, and should be, at times, weird. Um, but that's it. So the lesson is time other perspectives, other angles on these things, uh, you can look back and be like, all right, maybe that wasn't as bad. I try to work through those puffer pigs, the space whale ships, Chewbacca mom. I try to work through it all. But all that to say, you know, 
we're we're a digital broadcast here. This is the Four Center Podcast feed. I'm going to try to be honest sometimes. And if there's something I don't like, I think we owe it to you guys to say it. Now we at Four Center do have an, a, a a way, an approach, and we I've talked about it here. A little pullback of the curtain where we will. Try to soften our if there's some harshness or some anger or some problems we have and some things we're gonna try to we're gonna try to to soften it because we feel we should because we're trying to be inclusive of everyone out there listening to Star Wars and I may not like AP five singing in space but you may like it so I don't want to go on the air and be like anyone who likes this is an idiot uh, I'm gonna say hey I didn't like this um, and then you might be like I liked it here's why and I go good for you good for me let's go have a beer so. I don't want all that to say. I don't want uh, that celebration uh, edict we have here to try to be positive and, and, and always angle towards the positive. Um, doesn't mean we don't want to criticize, but this whole thing, at the same time, I want to invite you in because this, I want this to be a safe, fun Star Wars nerd bubble. And this movement that went around, I don't even know how it started. You know how I f- found out what's going on from Pablo Hidalgo and Pablo Hidalgo's wife? And it's a shame that the Star Wars fandom, and it's definitely not anyone. In fact, it's a small percentage. But we should be, as a fandom, so far past this idea that you're not a Star Wars fan unless, until. You know, I've been through some things as a Star Wars nerd. Growing up in the 80s, it was a different time. Uh, Jennifer Landa, growing up as a, as, a, as a female woman of color in the 80s and 90s had a different experience as being a Star Wars fan. Joseph had a different experience in Minnesota on the on the frozen tundra and plains of Minnesota. We all have our different experiences that we try to bring in as Star Wars fans, and we've worked past it. I'm so happy that now I can not only, not only have a podcast about Star Wars, I can wear a T-shirt as an adult, and I make jokes about it, but it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. Uh, that I could be out and about with this. That's part of what we're trying to accomplish these days, not just as Star Wars fans, but as, as humans walking around this planet. Be you. Be proud of you, who you are, and you shouldn't be attacked for it. Um, now, as in, in this movement of, of parsing out Star Wars fandom, you, you get this section, I get this section, and this movement against casual fans. Casual fans are what makes Star Wars such a huge success. The numbers at the box office that The Last Jedi is going to do, a two and a half hour movie that though Ryan Johnson promises will have some humor and some fun and adventure because it's Star Wars, has been overall marketed and thought of as a dark Star Wars movie. Uh, Blade Runner 2049 was a two and a half hour art piece, art house picture with a little bit of dark tone, serious stuff. And, you know, it didn't, it's not going to pull in the Star Wars numbers, but the core fans, the core Blade Runner fans were there. So we have our core Star Wars fans, but it's the casual fans that are going to make this a $200 million blockbuster, record breaking, epic picture. Just because. 80% of the people going to a theater on the opening weekends, if you break it down by each theater, I'd say 80% of the people that you're going to be sitting with don't have Han Solo and Greedo salt and pepper shakers. Don't drink their coffee out of a Darth Vader mug. Don't have Star Wars Black Series figures hanging in the room. I do. You who are listening probably do. 
I don't think there's a lot of casual fans listening to Star Wars podcasts, but I'll tell you what, and here's this is the same token. I wish they were. Because it's those 80%. I'm throwing out, I'm bad with math. I'm throwing out these numbers. All right, I'm not C3PO. Never tell me the odds, never tell me the numbers. It's those people who are like, hey, there's a Star Wars picture. Grab the kids, grab the friends, let's go see it. Opening weekend, gonna be fun. They saw Force Awakens, they love Force Awakens. They saw Rogue One, thought the action in it was cool. They didn't worry about the first and second act. Uh, they didn't worry about the reshoots. They're not worried about what Ron Howard and Lord Miller have done with Han Solo. They're, in May, there's going to be a lot of people to just go, oh, I like Han Solo. Where's, where's Harrison Ford? That'll be their biggest question. Where's Harrison Ford? Now, it's cute, and I can tease you, I tell that story of going to Walgreens and getting behind the, the Funko Pop Chewbacca with the Porg and him not knowing what a Porg was. The guy at the counter, I love Chewbacca. What's this from? What's this bird? It's a Porg for the new movie. There's a new movie? Yes. And, and I can tease and poke fun, but that guy is going to be like, oh, there's a Star Wars movie. And he's going to grab four of his friends and they're going to go see. And that's how it builds. And that's why I wish, you know, again, Force Center. We, are, we love what we do here, but our numbers are small compared to a lot of other Star Wars podcasts. We are trying our damnedest to grow it. We think every week, how can we grow this? Is it more broadcasts? Is it, is it, is it better microphones? Is it, a, is it a special reward? What is it going to be that makes us get this over the hump? Because there's no, without a doubt, Joseph, Jennifer, and I want this to be successful. We want this to be something we do daily. We want this something we do, uh, you know, as our jobs. And 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 I see other people uh, doing that with podcasts, and we want to get there. But you know, how much are they are, are they casual fans? I want a bevy of casual fans to find the Four Center podcast. And there's going to be some things that they maybe they're not interested in. Data Bank Brawl might be some some kind of fun, but they're not sure who these characters are. Star Wars ranked, yeah, all right, they can rank Star Wars, they get that. That's fun, but I want those casual fans. I want them to listen to this show, not necessarily this monologue. Spotlight Star Wars is for you, in-depth uh, Star Wars nerds, because it's just me alone with my Black Series figures talking into them into the night. Um, but uh, I want anyone who listens, stumbles on, hey, I like Last Jedi. What's going on? Oh, there's Star Wars podcast. Let's check out Force Center. I want them to, to climb into the Force Center bubble and, and not feel bad for not knowing Moff Jer Gerard's first name, for not knowing uh, that a snowspeeder is a, is a T-47 snowspeeder or that what X-Wing Poe Dameron flies or what's the exact quote said here. That is, that is not what being a Star Wars fan is is all about it's part of it there's a certain you know level of us yeah but if i'm at that level and i am i'm a trivia expert i know all that stuff i study it it's in my brain but i'll tell you what i'm gonna reach my hand back and try to pull the pull the next fan up to this level not because i think they need to be there but it's kind of fun but if they're like i'm good I'm just going to go watch the Star Wars picture because there's lightsaber fights. Good on you. See it three times. You know, and, and it, when it comes to the trivia stuff, 
that's because I compete in this movie trivia showdown thing, and it's a great fun thing. And we got uh, a fatal five-way Star Wars trivia match coming up soon. Uh, Alex from Star Wars Explained, Geek Girl Diva, Joseph Scrimshaw, our very own Joseph Scrimshaw, Steel Saunders, and uh, Sam Whitwer competing in a five-way. The winner of that faces me at the Schmodown Spectacular on December 22nd for the Shmo- uh, Star Wars movie trivia showdown title. Check it out on Collider Video. Great stuff. But I, I... I always hate it when when people hates hates a strong word. It leads to suffering. Um, I don't like it. I, when I have even some Star Wars fans that uh, oh, I I do not know. You're so I do not know. I could never know as much as you. Oh, and it's like they're guilt. They feel guilty for it. And that's I I, I try my best. Uh, Star Wars celebration. We did the. The, the what is it the fatal four way fatal five way it was fatal five way there for the title um that i was fortunate enough to win but uh we had uh jenny nicholson on and she competed she had her star star wars show uh, millennial falcon at the time on screen chunkies and of course you know does a lot of star wars videos a star wars fan, you know known for not liking rogue one um talks about it often and all that kind of stuff uh, but loves bb8 loves the porgs and and we brought her in to compete she was great. She was, she was wonderful. Jenny's very funny. Been around her a few times working over at Defy. And um, she had kind of like, oh, you guys, I don't belong here with you guys. You know, that kind of attitude and approach. And it was like, no, I kept telling her. We kept telling her, go have fun. This is fun. Star Wars should be fun. And it turns out, by the way, she knows a ton. And it's different. Knowing things and successfully competing in trivia contests are two different things, mind you. And I just we I I sat next to her and uh, during the event and I just kept trying to like you know this you yes you belong here just because I Ken Napsok, a freak who knows you know Firmus Piet is his is his real name or Conan Antonio Moti as the uh, Imperial officer Vader choked on the Death Star just because I know that stupid pointless stuff doesn't make me or my enjoyment of Star Wars better now I I do believe you can. Try to understand things. That's our, our battle with the prequels. But if you don't like the prequels, you know, I saw a tweet the other day. God bless him. If you're listening, I love you. Um, someone tweeted like, hey, you know, can Joseph Jennifer make Christian Harloff love the prequels? I, I cannot, will not, won't. First of all, he appreciates a lot in him. He understands a lot in him. But he just doesn't like the prequels as much as me. Doesn't like the prequels as much as uh, Joseph does. Jennifer does, and, and and Jennifer doesn't like them as much as Joseph and Jennifer, uh, Joseph and I do. And Joseph has pulled me along along the way. Where I was like, yeah, you're right. I do like these more than I care to admit. Uh, I won't do that. Now I'll have a discussion. Um, I don't like. I have. I've had a couple. I was sitting with a friend of mine at an event, and her boyfriend was there, and he didn't really know what I did. He, ah, you do something in podcasting, and something about Star Wars came up, and and he brought the prequels. I was like, ah, and he goes, oh, those movies suck. Well, oh, actually, I, I actually really like them, and, and there's a lot of things in there. And he's like, oh, I'd so like to have a debate with you about this. I was like, I'm not, no, I'm not, I'm not going to debate, <laughs> debate you. I said, come on my podcast. We'll talk about it. Now, if someone wants to sit down in that, that, that area and be like, he's like, if he says, hey, uh, I think Star Wars prequels suck. I want to hear why you like them. Talk to me about it. That's, that's the time I'll be like, let me try to change your opinion or mind. But I'll never be like, Neener, 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 I understand the prequels better than you. I understand the themes better than you. I won't do that. And, and, and I hope you guys out there listening, and, and the Force Center uh, fan base uh, is, is 
is so rewarding to us as broadcasters. You guys are so good, and you're so you fit in with what are our ideals. And I think like attracts attracts like. Um, I know you guys aren't doing that, but go out of your way during the height of of Star Wars mania right now. Now for us, Star Wars mania is every day, but this December, which oh my gosh, we're in that month now. The hype, the time, the Star Wars mania right now. Make sure if you're talking about it at work, don't make anyone feel bad. Go out of your way to bring them into the Star Wars bubble or just let them be where they want. You know, if if they think Rogue One was a sequel to Force Awakens, we could joke about it, but don't make them feel bad for that. Don't even, Maybe you don't even need to explain it because maybe they don't even need to really know. They just know there was some cool stuff they saw in it. The casual fans make Star Wars as huge as it is. There's so much passion and obsession within the fandom. We've got enough to go around. Not everyone else needs to be as insanely passionate about I, like, like I am, about, say, Admiral Raddus. I can get emotional talking about Admiral Raddus and Rogue One and some of his voices. Why... I'm so on. Paul Casey's in the costume doing doing Raddus, but Stanton, Stephen Stanton's doing the voice. And I had said to him on Jedi Council, like, your voice, that moment, may the force be with you, Rogue One. Uh, Rogue One, I, I got it backwards. Rogue One, may the force be with you. I'm so bad. I'm actually bad with Star Wars quotes. Um, that moment brought, it, it, was, it was very similar to Akbar's sigh after they bring down uh, the Superstar Destroyer in Return of the Jedi. You know, it, it was so, it, it, it's so weird that it's two Mon Calamari that do it. That it brought, I, I tell Stephen, it brought a little heart and, and soul to Rogue One. That's, that's almost weird for me to be like that. That's almost weird. So I don't need other people to be like that because there, there are other people like that. So whatever this was, the full, this, you're not a Star Wars fan until is, is bull roar. You're a Star Wars fan the moment you like it. And there's no other qualifiers or qualifications needed. If you look up on the big screen and the lightsabers come on and the TIE fighters next wings are fighting and the music swells and you're like, I like this. That's all you need to do. And if the guy next to you, me, it's like, well, this lightsaber, uh, the, you know, uh, that guy bled that crystal, and uh, this is a T seventy, uh, uh, this is a T seventy X wing, and that based off this and that, and uh, they're very similar to the Arc one seventies from the Clone Wars. If that's the guy next to you, me, let him be, and I'll let you be, because at the end of the day, we love Star Wars. So if you're a casual fan out there, if you've been pulled into this. And you just like what you like. And Star Wars is part of that. And maybe you're not even going to see it opening day. Maybe you're going to wait a week to the crowds die down. You're the best. We need you. Don't leave. You belong in the Star Wars universe. You're going to help make us make this. You're going to help us make this a giant, giant thing. Because it already is. Let's take one question. That's all I got time for tonight. All I got time for tonight. I got some memory issues on my laptop. It's killing me. Killing me. I got to go fix that right now. Adam Nowakowski at Doom underscore Metal underscore Guy. Doom Metal Guy. 
Yes, this question. I've recently rewatched The Force Awakens, as have I, Adam, and now I'm sure that it might just be my favorite Star Wars ending. It's probably mine, too, Adam. It makes me tear up every time. I know you have a similar opinion. Aren't you afraid, though, after seeing The Last Jedi, it will never again work on us the same way? Uh, yeah, I have that worry. It's also the worry of, of more Star Wars shows, books, movies. The more that uh, roll out, the more we might uh, have our, our ex- joy and excitement dampen just because it becomes routine. I, I understand that. Uh, and also, there's a, another level of this question of maybe something in The Last Jedi will make us look back on that moment. And it'll change our opinion. It'll change. We'll be like, oh, but Luke's a bad guy now. I don't like that. Oh, Ray's a bad guy now. I don't like that. And that moment will seem different. It's possible, but we should trust the story, number one. Uh, the one thing about that, and maybe this is even more to your question, Adam, is that Force Awakens ending was inspiring. I loved it. I've said before because you got Ray saying, "Luke, I thought Luke Skywalker was a myth," and here she is. She's the one selected to find Luke, and now she's handing that lightsaber to him. A, a poor scavenger girl from Jakku is now at the center of the fight of good and evil. It's, a, it's an inspiring moment. It's a great moment for Ray. It's a great moment for fans. And the brave choice, the brave, brave choice to hold Luke Skywalker out to the end. You don't get to see him interacting with Han Solo. We'll never see that again. You don't get to see him interact with his sister, the great General Leia. You don't get to see that yet. We hope soon. And it builds and it builds and it builds. And I remember, this is an honest confession, the first time I saw Force Awakens and Ray and everything happens and she's back on the car and Leia's like, may the Force be with you. And I'm like, oh, oh, wait, Luke. I forgot about Luke. There was a split second. I was so wrapped up into the story. And I thought, I thought about Luke. I thought, I thought Luke was going to be the one that pulls that lightsaber out of the snow on Starkiller Base. I was like, oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. I still got Luke to see. So the brave choice led to that buildup. And, you know, I don't know if it'll ever be as powerful the first time we saw it, Adam. But I can still rewatch it and get moved by it. Um, I did recently. Uh, look at Rogue One. I love the ending to Rogue One. Love it. It's dark. Sad. Then Vader shows up and you're like, this is cool, but wait, I'm, this is actually bad. And the buildup, the, the alarms in the hallways on, uh, on the blockade runner, the, um, Captain and Tilly's talk about the escape pods and then giving... The princess, the the message, and and the plans to the Death Star, and even though it's not the best CGI, Tarkin's much better CGI. The, the Leia CGI is is a little little lacking. I'll, I'll say that, but even in that moment, she turns around. Hope. I got moved. I was emotionally moved, and this is just two days ago. I was watching this, had the movie on. It's been over a year, roughly now since I saw Rogue One for the first time. And I've seen it 16, 17 times this last year is how much I've seen Rogue One. And I didn't see it a ton in the theater. I think I only saw it three times in the theater. Yeah, three times. So we're looking at 14 or so viewings of Rogue One on my own at home. 
yeah, I'm going to be a little bit of uh, it's going to be diminished, right? But then here I am, Adam, watching that again getting moved. So it's like a good song. We all have songs that move us and connect to our hearts and brains and souls at certain times in our lives. And even though you might move on, maybe you're not as depressed or sad or lonely as you were when you first were moved by a song. Maybe you're not as down and out as you were when you moved by a song. Um, but then what ends up happening is you, you catch that song a couple years later and you're like, aha, it triggers something. You get to experience emotions of that moment again. I think maybe that'll be the ending of The Force Awakens. One of the things I loved about the ending to Phantom Menace, I said that sentence. The ending to Phantom Menace has some silly moments. I actually like the Gungan marching band song. All right, I'll stop. But it's kind of silly. And Boss, Boss Nass holds up a peace orb. I make fun of the peace orb often, and I think it's okay if you do too. But if you love the peace orb, hey, that's today's lesson. Love the peace orb. But I remember <laughs> I saw Phantom Menace seven, eight times in the theater. I remember watching that ending as they're all celebrating, and they got Anakin now with a shaved head, little Annie looking up at Bad May, and you got C3PO, or do, 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 you got the whole gang there, Obi Wan. And I remember thinking, Wow, we know how this ends. We know how this story ends. This moment's kind of sad. This moment's bittersweet, at least. You got Padme looking at this kid Annie. They'll eventually fall in love. And we know she's going to die. Now, we didn't know how at the time. We didn't exactly know it was going to be at his hand. But that's there. And you look down at Obi-Wan. He's smiling. He's looking at Annie. That, we know how it ends. It's kind of a rough moment. But there's a happiness there, and you can kind of go back to that. And I remember taking it in every time I saw it in the theater and liking the ending because it's like, ah, these characters are about to go on a journey, and it's not necessarily good. It ends up good for some of them. Anakin is redeemed. These are things we know, but in that moment, they didn't. And as characters, they didn't. We can crawl into that Star Wars bubble moment and feel that over and over again. And maybe that's what we find. Maybe after Last Jedi and Episode Nine has come and gone, we will uh, go back. We will go back to the end of The Force Awakens and be moved by what we didn't know then and what we know now. The simple nature of that moment. And there's so much in it. Luke, here's your lightsaber. I might be your daughter. As fans, we thought that. Here's your lightsaber. Come on, train me. Let's go join the fight. Yay! We already know that that's not going to immediately happen. We already know that there's going to be some troubles there, a little obstacle in front of these two characters right from the get-go. We know that. That's not even... It's, 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 it was spoiled long ago, actually. Uh, I don't know the specifics of it. I really don't. But we just know that. We know that from the marketing. We know Luke's not like, it's time for you to be a Jedi. It's time for the Jedi to end. So even now, even now, you can go back to that moment and revel in the simple emotions of it. The simple emotions of it. So we'll see, Adam. We'll see if time says if I'm right or that moment is wrong. 
That's it for Spotlight Star Wars on this week. Thank you guys so much for joining. You can always use the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars to join the conversation. Prompt your own questions. Reach out there. Don't forget we have the Patreon page. We're also available on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn. Merchandise is available on tpublic.com slash user slash center. And we got the new I Heart Murder Bear shirts. Uh, check those out. We appreciate your support. Guys, we're here. It is December. You will have two Force Center main shows before Force Awakens. We'll have some data bank brawls as usual. Star Wars ranked. It got the Black Series Rebels guys, uh, Steven and Alex, coming in to record soon. All that's going on, uh, but you can also expect a lot of things obviously coming out of The Last Jedi. Our review will be up that weekend. Uh, when Joseph and Jennifer have a chance to see it, I will be at the uh, premiere next Saturday. I'm recording this on a Saturday night. You're listening to this earliest as you can on a Sunday morning. But yes, I'll be at the premiere. And it's cool. It's very cool. Um, but hey, you know what I mean? It is what it is. It's a fun experience. Uh, I love it. And I'll be overjoyed, but I don't want to rub it in anyone's face, all right? That's why you haven't seen me post about it most most on social media. So that is it. I've rambled enough. I'm going to go enjoy my night and my week as we head up to The Last Jedi. Thank you all for listening and supporting. And may that Force thing kind of, sort of, always remain around you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM 
for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.